Welcome to the Wholesaling Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn how to get your first real estate deal closed within 30 days and do it all using no money, no credit, and no risk. No matter where you're at in life, Jay will virtually walk with you hand in hand through the entire process until you're holding a profit check. Get ready to learn and earn with the host that's always in your corner, Jay, the underdog house buyer, Kivy. Hey, welcome back. This is Jay, and today I'm speaking to the new wholesaler. Yeah, you. If you haven't closed at least two deals by now, you're new. Uh, whether you're brand new or just stuck, I have something I want to share with you that has worked for me, and I think it might help you too. Before I get into that, my mission is to create lifelong friends and partners using real estate as a vehicle to get us there. And I don't care where you live or how old you are or what your experience is. You can do this using no money, no credit, and if you do it right, no risk. Then last episode, I spoke a lot about the five steps to wholesaling. Uh, I'm going to go over those five steps real quick. Number one, locate prospects. Number two, pre-screen prospects. Number three, make an offer. Number four, follow up on that offer. And number five, close the deal quickly. I'll get into each one a little bit more detail here in a second. Today, I'm going to cover in-depth step number one of those five steps. Those five steps again are, number one, locate prospects. Nothing happens until you talk to someone with a house to sell. Nothing. So you got to get a hold of people or get them calling you. Step number two, pre-screen prospects. Why? What does that mean? We need to pre-screen them to make sure this is a deal worth going after. Otherwise, why waste our time on deals that had no chance of closing? Step number three, make an offer. In order to get something bought, we first have to make an offer to buy it. In future sessions, we'll go over step three, make an offer in juicy detail. Because I make two offers when I get a hold of a seller. If I give them two choices, they won't maybe look at other people for the one choice they offer. So they're more likely to choose my deal. Step number four, follow up. Uh, do most people need nudge to get things done in this world? I do. <laughs> do you? So do sellers. So we must follow up. And the way you communicate can make or break a deal. And I've got some very powerful succinct, simple communication techniques for especially email and text message, if that's your method you're reaching sellers with, that you're going to love. Uh, we'll go over that in um, the follow-up, in the follow-up step. And that would be session number four. And step number four is follow-up. So, uh, we want to make sure that we follow up with them, otherwise you will lose a deal. Step number five, close quickly. We close the deal as fast as possible. Success favors speed. And if you don't know or haven't experienced this yet, don't worry, you will. Uh, each step has several different ways that they can be done. You'll learn to test what works and you'll learn what doesn't work and then adopt that strategy and go hard then adapt to an ever-changing market because it is ever-changing. And the more this society works the way it does, the quicker it changes. So if you're struggling with any of those five steps, then something has to change. 
Each step has different ways it can be done. You'll learn to test what works and you'll learn what doesn't, then adopt that strategy and then go hard, then adapt to an ever-changing market. And do the markets change? Absolutely. Now, if you're struggling with any of those five steps, then something has to change. It means you're either doing the right things wrong or you're not doing enough of the right things. Now, today we're going to cover step one, locating prospects. We're going to go in depth here. Okay, what does that mean, locate prospects? It means we need to find someone with a house that they need to sell. Now, let's go over the mindset of what I just said, need to sell. We're not chasing people who want to sell. That activity will leave you tired and broke. We want those who need to sell. Okay, Jay, what are some of the reasons maybe in a, people be in a situation where they need to sell? Well, here are just a few that I've come across in my 24 years doing this. Now, these are in no particular order. I just wrote them down as I typed them. So here we go. Foreclosure. If you've ever been in foreclosure, I have, it can be absolutely terrifying. Your thoughts immediately gravitate to how do I save my home and what do I do if I can't? So foreclosure, you, you know, and let me take a step back here. When you're reaching out to people and talking to people, you just don't know what their mindset is with what they're going through. And we don't even have the full picture of everything they may be going through. You could have, you could have somebody going through divorce who also just found out they have cancer and they're three payments behind on the mortgage. When that fourth payment goes late, now they're in foreclosure. So uh, please treat people with respect and dignity anytime you're speaking to them. I get a little uh, excitable and uh, overzealous sometimes when I record these sessions. So I don't. I never mean you any disrespect. You're, you, you listening right now? I never mean any disrespect. If I'm emphatic, it means it's important. <laughs> so that's all I mean when I kind of yell at the microphone here, but. Please treat people with kindness and dignity and respect when you're dealing with them because, man, you just never know what they're going through. And if you can show a little compassion and a little humility and, you know, a smidge of humanity, you'll get a lot of deals done. So, okay, number two, divorce. When two people fall out of love and separate, one or both go into the mindset of not wanting to be in the home where all those memories were made. So I've been there. I'm 49 years old and I've been through some shit in my day. And I can tell you that, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. A lot of mindset comes into play with all of these situations that people come in. This is real life shit that people are involved in and you got to respect that. So here's another one, illness or their, their age. They're just getting up in age where, you know, people get sick or too frail to care for themselves and they need to move to where they can get that care, be it a, a nursing facility, a long-term care facility, or or just senior living type apartment. Uh, death is another one. Now, these are generally referred to as probate or probate leads, and they're very good to go after. They're great deals. Ah, but they can have a few challenges that can be really tough to overcome, especially if you're new to this business we call wholesaling real estate. Uh, courts get involved when, you, when you're dealing with death or a probate, and you cannot assign a probate deal. You must close or double, at least I haven't figured it out yet. 
If you figured it out, God bless you. Let me know. And there's probably a way. It's probably similar to uh, uh, wholesaling a short sale where you you buy it in the name of a trust or an LLC and then you sell that trust or LLC. I get that. I, I see you. I get that. Okay. But for the newbie, for the new person, you cannot assign a probate deal. You must either double close or close and resell or do something quite creative, which I don't recommend if you're new. Okay. Relocation. Uh, this is number five. Relocation. These, this is one of my favorites for my three payday strategy. Now I came up with the name of that. It's nothing new. It's a lease option, but uh, I call it three payday strategy because that's what it offers. You can just take over their payments a lot of times, agree to put in a renter buyer in the house, and you collect three different checks. You get a check up front of three to $15,000 non-refundable, a $50 to $500 check monthly. And when they buy, you get another ten or 50000 or whatever spread you built into the deal on the back end. I go over my three payday strategy in an entirely different uh, session. It's actually a paid session. You can reach me if you want. Uh, go through, uh, go to my website, and I'll tell you what the website is at the very end of the podcast. You'll find all the podcasts there as well, or all the episodes. Uh, I go into detail on the three payday strategy. It's my favorite because there are far more leads out there that fit that strategy than wholesaling a house that needs repaired. Because everybody and their brother and their dog Rex is trying to wholesale these days. So. You know, but here we go on with our wholesale real estate training. Okay, the number six lead is the uh, vacant houses. You can buy a list of vacant houses or, and reach out to the owners and cut pretty good deals if you can get there first. Boarded up houses, these are good deals. Boarded up houses are great deals, but some may have a fire and there's some nuances and um, challenges with that as well. Some may just be dilapidated, run down and abandoned, just forgotten unloved, but these can be very profitable if you can find the owners. Job loss. Uh, these are similar to foreclosure and divorce leads. You've got a motivated seller on your hands if you can catch them at the right time. I tell you, some people, uh, when they face job loss, they just pick up and move. They'll just walk away from a mortgage. I've seen it, but there are far more out there that I'm tr that I'm that are happening that I'm trying to catch. So I need your help. Uh, I could go on, but you get the idea. Now let's talk about reaching these people. Okay, here are just a few ways to reach those homeowners that I've talked about. My favorite, especially if you're new and you don't want to spend money or you don't have money to spend, is driving for dollars. All right, Jay, what's that mean, driving for dollars? Drive around your city and look for houses that look vacant or abandoned. Well, what the hell does that mean? Well, I'm about to tell you. Here are a couple ideas. If there are newspapers or junk mail piled up on the front step or porch, that place is probably vacant. If you've been driving past it for a week or two or, or six months or longer, and there's never any lights on at night, that's probably a vacant house. Or the grass is high and it's been high for quite a while. Or if it gets cut, it looks maybe it looks like somebody cut it who just doesn't give a shit. You know, they didn't do a very good job. They didn't mow it in a pattern and they certainly didn't cut all the all the blades of grass. That's probably a city mow job, and that's likely a vacant house. Now we're going to go over here in a few minutes how to how to um, 
reach out to these people. I'll give you some ideas on how to reach out. But for now, I'm going to go over my favorite ways of, of getting homeowners to contact you or you contacting homeowners. Okay, number two, my number two favorite way is using bandit signs. What the hell is a bandit sign? It's a yard sign. You've seen political signs and, you know, businesses will put bandit signs in the, in the street corners trying to get you to call them to get a power wash done on your house or driveway or uh, sometimes you see mattress fundraisers on bandit signs. But what these are, are 18 inch by 24 inch blank signs, typically yellow. Yellow works better because yellow in our mind uh, simulates caution. We are prone to pay attention to yellow because the warning or the uh, the uh, warning signs when we drive are all yellow. They're yellow with black writing. Well, guess what? That's exactly what I want you to do. Get a hold of 18 by 24 inch yellow Coroplast, C-O-R-O-P-L-A-S-T signs with metal H stakes. They look like an H. You can get them for about three bucks total uh, with the sign and the stake. Maybe, maybe two, two and a quarter if you find them on Amazon cheaper and buy them in bulk, you know, bulk meaning hundred signs or more. You write on them with a fat black Sharpie, the words, hey, Jennifer buys houses. That's the first line. Second line, as is, I pay all costs. Third line, your phone number. That's it. Simple. You can read that for driving, you know, you can read that from 50 yards away, driving 40 mile an hour. That's the best sign. Not these shitty little dumb signs that are red and white or blue and white or orange or they're already pre-printed and the people write on them in tiny, uh, tiny words that you can't see from two feet away, let alone 200. So get the bigger signs and write on them and write that. Now, get a hold of, here's an idea, get a hold of a list of vacant houses or drive around your town, make a list of the vacant houses and put a sign like that. Your name buys houses as is. I pay all costs. Then your phone number. You can get a virtual phone number like a Google Voice number or something from, uh, uh, you know, you can use text now or I use a, a app called Burner. It's like 50 bucks for a year, but then it's your phone number. Put that in front of the houses up by, put, put that sign in the yard up next to the house. That way the city won't plow it over when they mow. So put it out of the way of the grass. Now, either the city will call that number or the owner will call that number or people driving by looking at that house, looking at your sign will call you. Those are leads people. That's what you want. So that's a little gold nugget for you newbies. Uh, third way to get to reach homeowners is to pay bird dogs. Well, what the hell's a bird dog? Bird dog, somebody you pay either a lead fee, a per lead fee or a per deal fee to drive around and drive for dollars if you don't want to, but you got to be willing to pay them, you know, five or 10 bucks a lead, no matter if it closes or not, or you can write up and both sign and date a marketing arrangement or marketing agreement that you'll pay them a per deal fee after it closes. And you mention in the paper that you both signed that, Hey, whatever method you use to bring me leads, is it your own liability? And then you pay them per deal. Typically per deal fees are, you know, 500 bucks, maybe a thousand bucks. That's plenty 
plenty for them to be incentivized to bring you leads and go post signs of their own or go drive around and find vacant houses right down the address. Take a picture of the front from the road. Simple. All right, the last one I'm going to cover today is my least favorite, and that's to buy a list of leads and mail them a note. What do I mean by that? Well, you mail them a note, handwritten. It's got to be handwritten. It's got to have their name. It's got to have their property address, and it's got to be signed by you. Handwritten, blue ink. I don't care if it's a yellow letter, meaning on yellow ruled paper or a blank white sheet of printer paper. I don't give a shit. Just get it out to them. Now, if you're going to mail them, mail your letters and notes this way. Use an invitation style envelope anything but white, preferably pink or orange or something bright like a neon green that will get their attention. You handwrite the seller's address on the front in blue ink if you can. Write if, you're, if you want to write your return address, do not put your name or do not put a company name in the return address. Just your house number and street address and the city state zip. That's it. Then use a live stamp. No postal meters. What I do, here's a little nug for you. Buy some American flag stickers, no bigger than a dollar, so it'll fit on the back of the envelope. Slap that bad boy in the back of each envelope that you mail. You will get phone calls. All right, guys, I've given you plenty of no-cost or dirt-cheap ways to get leads calling you without hiring anyone or spending a bunch of money to help you out. Uh, but what do I say when somebody calls? Well, I was terrified as hell when I first did this too. And I, you just have to grab your, you know what, and do it. But how about this? Hello, this is Jay. Or hi, this is Jennifer. And see what they say. Oh, well, hi, Jennifer. I saw your sign that says you buy houses. Do you still buy houses? Yes, I do. Do you have one you'd like to sell? It's that simple. Now, if you want some help with that, I have a simple script I call my taking phone calls script. It's simple. It'll walk you through the exact questions. It'll flow right to the next question, depending on their answer. And that is actually part of my uh, step two pre-screening prospects episode, which I will cover in exact detail in the next episode. <laughs> uh, you can also find that at redealmakers.com forward slash podcasts. Uh, R-E is in real estate, dealmakers.com forward slash podcasts. Okay, again, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. You know, I'm blessed to be here and sharing these few minutes with you, and I don't take that lightly. I get excitable. I yell into the microphone and I get, you know, I curse every now and then. That's just me. I'm a little different. I'm just a little different. But hey, you know what? We all are. If we treat each other with love, kindness, dignity, and respect, this world will be a lot better place. Uh, you know, again, I started this podcast as a way to mentor those needing help. So uh, I've got free programs where I can help you and I've got paid programs where I can help you. Depends on where you're at. The mentorship follows my mission and I'm looking for 10 serious people at all times wanting to learn and make something special out of this business we call real estate. If you'd like to get started, head over to redealmakers.com and sign up for one of the three levels available. I appreciate your time today, and as always, I'm excited for you. <laughs>